Oh, let's go, Spence. We're hanging out with Alice Cooper in this exciting time again. Here we are, Ventura Forwards podcast number 11. We're always searching for the tasty waves, the hot tunes, fun in the sun, righteous food, and that news that comes across the 805. The show is broke up into fun segments, always sponsored by our sponsors, and all find out that good stuff from our point of view. Spence and Spence coming to you with the goods. Alice Cooper, uh, elected. It's one of those songs, just like School's Out, he gets to have it played whenever there's an election. Rock stations roll it out. Same with uh, School's Out for Summer. Alice Cooper, Billion Dollar Babies. And you can buy these songs at Jim Salzer's <laughs> on vinyl, for crying out loud. That's why we play the great rock and roll. But it fits in perfectly uh, to our discussion. And can we say disappointment, or at least uh, we're sort of amazed by the election turnout? The numbers are out, but the people didn't come to the polls. So we're going to talk about the three races that we had a chance in our last few episodes of our podcast to discuss to bring it full circle. What happened? What were the results? And why didn't people eventually come out to the polls in a lower percent of almost less than 25% of the people that you see around Ventura County only casted their vote? It's interesting, too, because we had a battle that before this wasn't seen with the sheriffs that was never seen with a seated sheriff having somebody try to take uh, his gig if you will uh, the district attorney a big job but a and b that's ecology that puts you know the tree huggers against the people who want to drill for oil i really thought that was going to be hot and i thought it was going to bring out a lot of people it didn't we're going to discuss details of all three of those as we get through this fun podcast and number 11 Quick shout out to our sponsors real fast. First and foremost, Arsenal Comics, bringing the goods and the superhero cleanups to a beach and neighborhood near you. Ventura Real Estate Company, rolling and rolling here with that is always fun. And a few of our private sponsors, Mountain Doll, getting out and about. We've got also the M&M Security Crew, also the smaller ones coming through with those tickets, always at the Ventura Music Hall. Pizza Man Dan will be supplying some pizzas when we get out in the community. So... Fun stuff moving forward. Thank you so much for our sponsors and our shout outs. And Spence, you got some tunes ready to roll yet as we get into this sheriff talk and which one came out on top? Are we going with the sheriff first? Let's go with it. And this is my song. Bobby Fuller. Everybody knows this tune. It's been remade so many times. Now, this time it was law against law, lawman against lawman. And we do have to say we did an interview with both Bill Ayub and Jim Fryhoff. They were great guys. They were really good interviews. Absolutely. This is one of the few times in my, I guess, the last 10 years that I've been involved with the community and learned about individuals. They always say when you get involved in politics and your vote, take it seriously, know who you're getting involved with. And that's what we did in this podcast, and so did our listeners. And these podcast mentors jumping over 500 views, getting close to maybe 1,000 in that range. And that's huge for this beginning little fun podcast that we just started just in the last few weeks. So, so to have the effort from Mr. Fryhub, Mr. Ayub, and to have them share their story was well-received by our listeners and a great experience for us. And one of the predictions we had here was a lower voter turnout could benefit Jim Fryhoff because he seemed to have the rank and file going for him. So if everybody in law enforcement was pulling for him and they're 
brothers, sisters, moms, dads, and all of their relations vote for him. That's a huge chunk of votes. So a lower voter turnout, in my opinion, uh, meant that Mr. Fryhoff, Jim Fryhoff, would be victorious. And he was. A very, very compelling conversation that both of them brought. It made it difficult for me to choose between the two. Both were beloved within our community. Both had just positive things being said about them everywhere. And as we looked at how the demographic of the county plays out, there's a centralized area that feels like that, the plateau area of Ventura County, city of Ventura, Oxnard, Camarillo, but then you get the outskirts, right? Thousand Oaks, Simi Valley, Ojai, and that's what Mr. Fryhoff had and what Jim had. He had worked as the, ch the chief in Ojai. He had worked in the chief up in Thousand Oaks. And I kind of felt like it was almost tightening on Sheriff Ayub. Being that local bulldog, I came out publicly and said I voted for Sheriff Ayub, and I was first to congratulate Sheriff, the new sheriff, Jim Fryhoff, and his, uh, his uh, win. And the final votes there were... 123,000 people voted in the sheriff race with 69,000 going for Sheriff Ayub and 54,000 going for Sheriff Ayub. So a difference of 15,000 individuals. It was a blowout. It was a blowout. And I did vote. I will say I voted for Jim Fryhoff. Uh, and the reason was I was I was 51, 49. I was bouncing back and forth. Didn't know where to go, but I do have some relations with um, some law enforcement as neighbors. And Jim's sign was in his front yard. I had a chance to speak with him, and that's what made But I will tell you, it was so close. I, I can only tell you that. For me, it was not an easy decision. The signs won. There was, in the last five years, those signs were everywhere. That will be how this went down. Fryhoff took care of it. He was out. He was about. The campaign was strong. And we're going to be so transparent, even with our own realm, Spence, and what we do with our listeners here as they see our views. We had the behind scenes. We saw our ticks and our views go up on our podcast, right? We're on Podbean. We got to see Spotify, where the views were coming from. And we did see an early tick in Fryhoff. And so we were watching as our views went up, very interested to see the final vote as well. It's true. Jim Fryhoff won handily in the downloads of our podcast with him. Uh, both good men. Uh, I think Bill Ayub did a fantastic job. He's, he's a, a good citizen, and he was a good sheriff. Uh, but sometimes changing of the guard happens, and it certainly did here with Jim Fryhoff taking the win. All right, let's get off to of the sheriff. Now, one of our little tiles that one's sponsored by Mr. Mountain Doll. Let's talk about doing something outside. If we go outside, and yes, Mr. Mountain Doll, this is the song I picked for you because I just like it to run underneath when we're talking about him. This is Running Up the Hill. If you have uh, kids, grandkids, and you've been watching Stranger Things, this song by Kate Bush, which was released way back when, is now number eight on the Billboard charts because of the power of Stranger Things and Netflix. Turn it up. A real performance artist. Uh, she was great. So uh, Steve is an outstanding runner. His wife just did terrific in uh, Hawaii. Absolutely. In the Ironman. So Steve's an athlete, and he's a man of the land, and we uh, like him a lot because Harmon Canyon and all of the things that he's introduced me to, he, he works the area. He's always there uh, for the 5Ks, the half marathons, and the full marathons. He, he's just the guy that gets out there, swims around the pier <laughs> and around the ocean, and he's just that guy. And he, it's he's the one that has motivated me to hurry through a half marathon. It's because of Steve Dahl probably that I ran about six of my half marathons. He will motivate you. 
He is a big lion, and he's a big fan of the Mountains to Beaches Marathon that was last week on. Mm -hmm. These two to three minutes in the Mountain Doll segment and the tile are to tell you about what's going on this week, and you can get out there and always be a volunteer. For me, it's about the Ventura Girls Fast Pitch, inviting about 10 or 15, 20 other local all-star teams from Southern California in for a tournament at local parks. So you're going to find me this weekend going out there doing that with those local people at a park. Spence, what are you going to be doing? I'm going to be getting out to the Humane Society of Ventura County. This is in Ojai, 402 Bryant Street. It's uh, 10 to 3 o'clock. They're going to have a bunch of folks out there. Uh, I know uh, Eric quite well. He's the executive director, Eric Knight. He's going to be out there. Humane Officer King will be there. And it's all about how to care for animals. A lot of people say, well, I know how to do that. Well, some people don't, especially when you want to bring an animal into the family. This is very, very important that you treat whatever pet you get properly. And, uh, you know, no, like, so if you're out in Ohio and you go for a run or a walk with your dog, there's rattlesnakes. So there's just a bunch of stuff you need to know when you take the responsibility of having man's best friend or a kitty cat in your house. And the uh, Humane Society of Ventura County in Ohio does a great job at this. You know, they've been there for 90 years. And I just want to go there, have a piece of cake and, uh, and celebrate the great work they've done. And that's what we do when you're getting outside. You can always be involved in the difference between the Humane Society and the Animal Shelter. Two great organizations doing great things for our community, helping us love those animals in the great outdoors. So that's my Saturday. Sounds like fun. You know, also could be going on Saturday. The Hall is Calling in the segment brought to you by the Ventura Music Hall. Right now, we're still offering pairs of tickets to all shows in the Ventura Music Hall. Go tag them, follow them, and also Ventura Forward. Hit us up in our DM, and we're glad to put you on the list. Quick update about that. Billy Howden. Billy Howden, this really guy, posted today due to immigration issues for the next few months, he has to cancel his first show in Ventura. I sent him a message. Maybe we'll find out more details in the future about that. But on Sunday, Spence, Mike Campbell's coming to town, 612. And you told me a little about how he used to play with Tom Petty? Yeah, absolutely. He's uh, he's great. The Dirty Knobs is a band that's uh, been around. Uh, my understanding is the Dirty Knobs were the band that they were in. Then Petty uh, brought him under from Florida, came out here. And the rest is literally rock and roll history, musical history. They have done so many great songs together. Uh, Tom Petty unfortunately passed. But uh, he's uh, carrying the torch and still touring and well worth uh, watching and seeing and hearing. You are going to hear so many great songs. And the key to shows like this, it's the songs you don't know that you want to listen to because these guys are super talented and you want to hear something new, something fresh. The classics are always great, always a blast, the sing-alongs, but you want to hear new music and you're going to get it here. This is going to be a great show. The Hall is calling again. You can do that on Sunday and go back to maybe Friday for happy hour. Why this spot is so cool on Thompson Boulevard off of San Hone, the old Discovery Bowling Alley, is for Friday for Happy Hour, they've got Riding the Storm Out, an REO Speedwagon cover band, and you go in from four to six. I think the tickets are 10, 15 bucks, and you can get in. I met my friend there, uh, Wayne. He's like, hey, I'm having a good time, and it was the cover band. It was a Sergeant Pepper's cover band for the Beatles. Cool guys came from Santa Barbara, and... They had a dinner date, happy hour somewhere else. They came to the show, and they were going home uh, up a foothill before 7.30. Now, that's a good 8.05 dinner date when you can see a show and be in bed before the sun goes down. And then the kids were coming later. So later that night, they've got Mike Love coming in to kind of rock it out as well. So the Ventura Music Hall offering multiple shows, similar to those day-night doubleheaders for some baseball stuff. In REO Speedwagon, you know, the early days of riding the storm out and sort of the Midwest Southern rock-ish in that genre. But then they had all the nice uh, 
ballads, Keep on Loving You, and the great album, uh, You Can Tune a Piano, But You Can't Tune a Fish. Uh, that was a billboard in L.A. <laughs> many years ago. So this is a band uh, that uh, the boys and girls will both enjoy. And yes, there is a slow dance in there along with the rock. All right. That's, I love it. I'll be there this weekend. We're going to be trying to be there all the time. And then we'll give a little tease here, too, to talk about remote locations coming up with a movable podcast to get out in the community to share more about Ventura Ford because I don't think I've said Ventura Ford enough in this podcast, Spence. Ventura Ford all day, every day, and let's move forward through our podcast to one of the big uh, elections of the district attorney between Mr. John Barrick and Mr. Eric Nazarenko. Play it, Spence. Now, this is very significant here. <laughs> this is Warren Zevon, the great Warren Zevon, who is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And this is a fabulous tune by Warren Zevon. And yes, it is called Lawyers, Guns, and Money. You might be more familiar. There's a hook. You might be more familiar with another song he had. Yeah. Werewolves of London. Oh, yeah. You remember that tune? That was a big Warren Zevon song. So we are getting into certainly lawyers. We're talking about the DA. What did you think about this run? Oh, man. You know, it was one of those ones where it was predictable because Mr. Nazarenko has brought together such a portfolio of hard work for the district attorney, mayor of Ventura, council member from Ventura, community service. And you know what? Those blue eyes and that blonde hair, Spence, in a suit, they play well. And John Barrick was so passionate a good man. Again, we interviewed him. We didn't get a chance for the podcast to interview uh, Mr. Nazarenko. But like you say, for a man who can communicate, I've done many events where he has shown up, Nazarenko, yeah. and he grabs the mic. The dude's good. He's passionate. He, he's, as I'm doing right now, hebbity, hebbity, hebbity. He can <laughs> just roll with it. And he's very extemp, extemporaneous. Uh, a good speaker, a passionate man, but I liked our time with uh, with John Barrick because he was into prosecuting criminals. He was into following the Constitution. He was into making this community safe. I hope they find a way where he he stays with us. You know, I I don't know what the inside you know machinations of all this is when you have somebody in your office saying, "Yeah, I'm running against you." You know, it's it's got to be awkward in the halls, right? You would think so. People in the community were referencing when Totten and Bamier were going about it a mm -hmm. few years back and how Ron has now one of his most successful practices here in town. Giants fan. Yeah, it's, maybe maybe a podcast in the future. We talk baseball and oh, business man, with Ron. That would be something. And, but it goes back to where we're at. I can see that happening. And that goes back to Eric's style of leadership and how he's able to get these votes because the final vote numbers here for district attorney were 120 votes, 120,000, of course with Mr. Nazarenko getting 71,000 at 
and Mr. Barrett getting 49000 at 41%. So even a bigger margin than the sheriff spends. And when you look at uh, the campaign of John Barrett, he was everywhere. He got in front of groups. He went out. He shook hands. He, he explained his uh, you know, want and his passion for the position. I, I like the guy a lot. But it did look like a real, talking about Kate Bush, uphill battle for that position. And obviously, the voters spoke. Not enough of them because we had a 26% turnout, which is still mind-boggling because the next issue we're going to get into is the key that I thought was going to bring in a lot of voters. But again, um, I don't think there was a bad one in the bunch. Everybody stated their cause, stated their goals and why they were running for the office very sincerely and very passionately. But as always, somebody's got to win. And in this case, uh, the races were decided quite easily. You're very right, Spence. But the one example I want to think about is I believe that both of these positions were appointed. Mr. A.U. was appointed three years back, right, for a longer term. And Mr. Nazarenko was in the Ventura City Council. And then he was appointed into the district attorney by the supervisors. They talk about the incumbency. Does that work? Does that garner extra votes? In this case, in the sheriff, the incumbent lost. In the points of the district attorney, the incumbency got Mr. Nazarenko the win. So it, good point. Very a, good point. It's a thank you very much. Because yeah. 50-50, of course, each race is different. Because so people will look outside the door and say, you know what? It's been pretty safe here. I think the sheriff is doing a good job. I will vote for Bill Ayub. You would think the logic would be there. But then, as I described, the low voter turnout and the passion of the rank and file, I think, really, really helped that cause. But uh, when you see, we report the news at the other job, you know, right. what I do in the mornings. And sometimes it seems pretty awful. But when you really look at numbers, 850,000, this is a safe county. It really is a safe county. So a lot of times your law enforcement will stay and your, you know, district attorneys will stay set. You know, everybody will say everything's going good. I'm going to vote him. But, yeah, great point on Ayub, Mr. Ayub, not winning as an incumbent. Thank you. And I'm excited to support Mr. Nazarenko, you know. I'll come out and say that my personal history with him as I ran for politics was I had to run up against him in the district. You know, I came out and said I was voting for Mr. Barrick, which is totally fine. But when you see Mr. Nazarenko, you see the respect that he has for the community members that he knows that work hard. We can agree to disagree. That's what Ventura Forward's about, Spence. It's not about reporting the news like you talked about in a sense. We're going to give some of that news. It's about being the news, being involved in that. And I want to give a real shout out to Eric for winning the election and saying that I understand when you get into a political race, you have to pick to where you go and what you do and who you say. And you know what? He keeps winning. And that's what I don't say congratulations to. And the only thing that I have with uh, Eric Nesarenko is if I'm ever at an event with him again and there's a microphone, I want it first because he's very <laughs> difficult to follow. Well, now let's, see, now let's use that in the courts, right? Let's use that attitude that we've seen and say, let's prosecute to the fullest. Let's talk to Sacramento and say, give us the rules and regulations like Mr. Barrick said. Have uh, John stay in there and give that information that we need, because that was one of the things he called about, that there's so much different rank and file and information coming down from Sacramento. How can we use these tools? We talk about District Court 9 doesn't allow people to sleep uh, in the parks anymore. And these different rules and stuff, it's, it goes on, and even the lawyers are having a hard time. So, Eric... Thank you for your leadership. Congratulations on winning. We're excited to see how you can make our town even safer by your prosecution of the hard work of our first responders. Should we go to our next? Uh... You know what? I'm gonna, we're going to go into another little tile segment here, Spence. You got one for me? We're gonna, 
What do you got? Yeah, let's do a tile. Let's do it. The tile now is a third part of what we talked about. It's a community involvement where we're going to be shouting out Arsenal Comics Superhero Cleanups. Yes. Timmy Heeg is coming in, and we're going to be getting involved as Ventura Ford as an ambassador for him and his group of great fans, followers, and customers of his two locations across the county and cleaning up beaches, monuments, and the streets of the Ventura County. Spence, are you excited? I'm very excited. Spider-Man cleans up crime, and uh, we're going to be out there cleaning up the city with superheroes. It's going to be fun. It should attract uh, a youthful audience along with uh, people who are just uh, fans not only of this great artwork and the fun of Spider-Man, but also people who just want to keep their city, their beaches, their mountains, you know, the brancas and everything else nice and clean. Yeah, Arsenal has been looking for a way to not only promote this new Spider-Man 900 comic that he worked in collaboration to have two trees up there as Groot, I call him, the superhero tree guy, and then Spider-Man swinging through that with the pier in the background. So as Timmy's doing some fun stuff and reaching out, that's where the superhero idea came from and we help him collaborate is really using the power of comic book characters to use that to change. And that's what kids need. They need these tangible ways to come out and wear a costume. So very soon in the community, I'm going to drop a couple of dates on you just right now. And we're going to get some more coming up soon on social media and posters are coming out. But in downtown Ventura on June 19th, in the middle of the week, when the businesses are open, we're going to be cleaning up some of downtown to give thanks to the business owners down there. Check that out. And then on the Ventura Pier on July 9th, it's the second Saturday. We're joining the second Saturday theme that's been going across the city of Ventura. I've been involved in a lot of groups downtown, the West Side Two Trees Church, Monosonitos, um, Axe Group has been doing a lot of great work. I'm missing a few names too, but everyone knows uh, Mike Johnson, Councilmember Johnson, has tried to jump on this bandwagon too, which is more than welcome. Bandwagons for Ventura Forward Spence are things that you're welcome on. Yeah, we want everybody to hop onto this one and have some fun. And Timmy's such a great guy and a, you know, a local businessman who has uh, you know, put up his... Uh, 24-hour days, it seems, along with, you know, his cash, everything. As a young man, started a business here. So he's not only a great local business that's getting national recognition, probably international with this poster, but he's also out there doing the good work. And uh, we appreciate the local businesses that uh, help us out and get out there and do the cleanup and are part of the community, not only as uh, selling goods and services, but also uh, making the place look beautiful. Everything from graffiti to stickers to trash, you do it all, and you've done this for what, five years? You know, I did. I moved home about five years ago. I couldn't be more proud. Um, I had a very unique experience of being gone for about 18 years from the city that I loved and was born and raised. You're right in Ventura, as a lot of the fans are uh, knowing and starting to understand more was I wanted to give back. And I saw just simple stuff like little stickers. It was just the stickers that never got moved. And I kind of said, let's be a different surf town. Let's just be different. Let's clean it up. And then that wraps around to getting people involved. Man, I can shed a tear right now, actually, Spence. I'm thinking about what happened four and a half years ago where you know, people thought that I wanted to clean stuff up to say that I'm against what you do or that this is something that I'm opposing. And it was never about that. It was taking my youth and knowing that I believe people that want to go claim something like a sign through a sticker is that you want to be part of something, you know, and, and we can be part of what you do. But if you go out at night with a hoodie on and do it in secret, how do we know what you're doing? And these are things like Timmy's creating, what Ventura Forge creating, tangible ways for the kids to get involved and the seniors and the adults. Sounds great. And we're happy to be part of this uh, revolutionary movement to clean up 
the city and also have kids participating. A kid normally might say, I'm going to do what? Sees the superheroes, bam, they're in. And we're going to do safety first, too. These plots are going to be uh, worked out with. We're going to have maybe the police department involved. These are going to be organized. This thing can just be popping up. So that's what's going on with that. This tile has been fun for talking about it. Let's get down to now. Whoa. The environment was part of the conversation. Spence, cue the music. Got a little Marvin Gaye for you. One of the great eco songs of all time. Let's roll it out just for a moment. I think it's great that the man who did Sexual Healing, Ain't That Peculiar, so many great songs, also did one of the classic ecology songs of all time, Mercy, Mercy Me, Marvin Gaye. And the reason why we are getting to this is Measure A, Measure B. The reason, Spencer, that I thought we would have a pretty big turnout for voters because when you bring in the battle, it's the oil companies against the tree huggers, so to speak. That's how a lot of people framed it. I didn't, but uh, a lot of people did. It still wasn't enough. I saw so many people on Facebook really upset uh, that the oil companies, air quotes, you can see them on the Internet, uh, won. But if you didn't go out there and vote, if you're part of that 74% mm. that rode the couch and decided not to do it. And you know, the other thing is, Spencer... It's not like we didn't have the opportunity to vote. You know, there's so many ways to do it. Now, I, because I, I love, uh, you know, overtime in hockey, I voted at the government center at 7.30 on election night. <laughs> it was about 7.15 to 7.30. So I was right, uh, right at the tape. And I did it. I did vote. And I will say that I, I was on the no side for this. Spence, listen, you were on the no you really no. We, we we aligned on one. No, you were. Yeah, no. this is someone. I went no. Double mm -hmm. no here as we talked about it. Listen to the numbers real fast as we get into this conversation. A hundred and twenty-eight thousand votes, sixty-one thousand to sixty-six thousand. Of course, the no one. That's how close it was. So mercy, 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 because oh, it was just close, and at twenty-five percent. The money was there. Patagonia was behind it. And they talked about all the money. But if you could have just got a little more votes, it could have been yes. The yes was coming. Big wave was coming, I felt like. And the funny thing about this whole deal is, in my youth, because I was a hippie, I, um, I was quite a tree hugger. I went to anti-nuke rallies. I was at uh, oil spills. And I was involved in a lot of this. So by type, you know, I should have wanted, uh, you know, this to uh, pass. But... These days, as you, know, you get older and you educate yourself differently, I look at it now as I think our oil people, for the most part, and I mean the very most part, do a pretty good job with safety. And I always look at it, are we going to take oil from foreign countries where we don't know what the heck they're doing? We have no clue. It gets shipped, you know, meant thousands of miles uh, through the world. Why? You know, why not just drill our own oil. And the other thing is, I'm not so naive that I think, okay, this passed, so gas is going to go down a buck fifty. I know that's going to happen. Right. Maybe <laughs> when you know where freeze is over. But the way I look at it uh, for 
this, if we're going to make the money, why not? At least the money is American oil companies. Even if we sell it foreign, at least we make the money. So that was the main reason that, that pushed me to my vote. You know, and, and we went deep with it. We went as deep as hopefully as these oil drills are going and we brought in Louise and we brought in Julie and we tried to dabble in this to look for the research in my mind that was the difference of these permitting processes was making the water source more dirty. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have that information for me personally to see. And if it does, I would say change it. You know, but if it was about money to put in regulations, because you look at EIR reports, environment and rec reports, have a lot of great common good. But it also look like smog reports from your car, right? Smog reports. Have you ever filled a smog check before? I have not. Neither have I. No one I know has ever f- 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 filled a smog check because guess what happens? They lower the emissions and the test results as the cars can get better. Because if they had the test, then everybody would fail them. And so as these things come along, I don't think it's the state that should be making the regulations or the car dealerships. I think it should be a third party. And that's where I was at with this. I don't want politicians like Steve Bennett and Zarazua waiting 20 years to be on the, the board. And then all of a sudden in your last six months, you make a policy and you're not there to stand with it. If you're going to make a policy to stand with it, that affects our economy and the way that this was going to affect our economy. I want that politician and the team of politicians to stand with it for that time being said. And it was such a combination because I'm going to tell you right now, my friend Matt Bello gets a shout out because we've been fighting for the environment the last four or five years. No. Uh oh. My, uh, uh, my technical difficulty there. Sorry, Spence. That's okay. But with me, I, I'm not ready for an EV just yet. The prices aren't there for me, and the gasoline is not only more convenient. I think the way we do things these days, and you point out uh, we're better at controlling the emissions for air. I do think they do an excellent job. 1969, I was a little boy. I was here for the oil spill. came from Thousand Oaks. They took us in a bus. Oddly enough, they drove us there in a bunch of buses so we could talk about the environment. And we saw the oil spill. But if you look at how efficient and safe the oil rigs have been over these many, many decades, it's been a pretty good run. I was against the Alaskan pipeline when it was uh, being you know, created and talked about. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. The Alaskan pipeline has worked quite well. And I don't mind admitting back in the day when I was, oh, don't do that. You're, you know, you're going to kill an elk. It, uh, it didn't happen. You know, so I, while I'm not naive enough to think the oil companies want to come over and help me out with anything, you know, I think right. they definitely want to keep their cash. It's a big business. But I also don't think I'm sucker enough to just go into blindly into these other avenues where suddenly we're all going to be driving electric cars and sucking off a grid that can't hold you know, that much electricity. So I do think we're, we're in a situation here where uh, the best bet was to go uh, the way we both voted and the no vote won. It was the closest race. And I know you had the same reaction as me when the numbers first came across. Ooh. Yes was slightly ahead. And as I do math out, I'm thinking, boy, in about 10 hours, this race is probably going to be where it did end up. But it flipped and, uh, and went to no. Yeah, as this was the first year that they had the extended voting period, it was three weeks. You could vote by mail. They kind of let everybody know, you know, the big drop would come in. And then the day of, I think it was three days, they opened up the polling, right? Spence, it was like the Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You could get those three or four days in. And as those votes came across, it was different. People didn't know exactly how the votes were going to come across. Some of the races went in the favor of the person that was favored, but this A and B went a little bit different. And I want to hit my last note there. I talked about my friend Matt Bello. My comment there, my thought was this. 
I am totally pro-environment in the example, especially with the city of Ventura. And that goes back to the gas plant where I've spoken in public favor of moving the California gas plant because there's viable options that are close to have the same type of environmental impact, actually even same, but in making it more important for the youth and the families that live so close. So I personally see it as a topical situation. You can't just say I'm pro environment. And then when those political things come out and they say, oh, if you're not for water, you're not for this side. It's just flat out not true. Same thing with oil. I'm with you, Spence. I realize what the oil industries are doing and the money and the power they have. And we need to keep them accountable more than ever in these situations when they're drilling and doing this. But it has to be also a fair business practice. Very diabolical. And that's what this podcast is for. If you're listening to this thinking, well, these guys are just kind of beating around the bush or they're saying this. No, what we're trying to do is provide information for you to make your own decision and then challenge you to go out and get more information and share it back with us. When the website starts up, we're going old school Yahoo chat rooms where you can come in and you can just email us. And we're going to be using that information to then further our story in our podcast so we can basically say to you, hey, we're going to tell you who we vote for. We're going to tell you how we got to that decision. Now it's moved forward together to agree to disagree, come together and use facts and information to then provide the community to come with a more responsible decision. Absolutely. And your responsible decision to vote is one that you should make. I just want to hit some very, very quick numbers here. I got election historical voter registration and participation in statewide general and special elections from 1910 to 2021. And there have been some great votes. Now, you'll notice a lot that I yellowed out, highlighted, Mm -hmm. also have a P next to them. That means it was a presidential race. And clearly, those are the ones that boom. Those are the ones that get a lot of people (sighs) out. So if you go back to... Um, 1912, we have 71.6% of the uh, eligible people, registered people, did vote. We had some low ones. Uh, Let's go all the way up to 2009, 28.5% of the people voted. But basically, in the old days, you know, when we go back uh, 72, back to the 60s, we had 82%, 88%, 86%, all presidential elections. We got to make that clear. So this one was just, I will say, a bust and an embarrassment that we didn't get more people voting. Explain your first thought as, was it the process maybe of the mail-in ballot? Was it, because we talk about how people were supposed to be fired up because after the last presidential race with Donald Trump and then Biden supposedly hasn't had this term go so well with the inflation and the pricing, and I'm just kind of giving the basic storyline here to keep the conversation moving, you felt like people were at least fired up on both sides to come have their voice be heard. That wasn't the case. Did you get any impression? I didn't look, so please excuse me if I'm wrong. Nationally, what were the numbers looking like? I did not see national numbers. So maybe some states had some hotter issues, some burning issues that really made it go. You know, if we would have had a marijuana law, if we would have had, a, you know, pro-choice or pro-life uh, a decision on Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, there wasn't a Prop 13 going old school, folks. What was the thing that would have brought people in? I really thought it was going to be uh, A and B. I did because of the environment and the big clash that was happening. Nothing worked. It, the people were just not ready to go out. And they had every opportunity in the world to vote, even people like me that could have missed it, that waited uh, 35 minutes before the polls closed. So I cannot answer your question. And let's get a few more numbers out here real fast because we talked about, well, that doesn't make sense because that's not that many people who could vote. 
So the numbers are this. 890,000 people live in the county of Ventura, okay? 650 of those are adults who are eligible to vote. Out of the eligible people to vote, 506,000 are actually registered. So as of yesterday or two, three weeks ago, 506 ballots could have been casted, right, Spence? Yeah. And 128,000 showed up. So it's not like they weren't eligible. 75%, 300,000 people chose in the last few weeks just to no not vote. That's where I'm just baffled. What? What's more important on the cell phone? If somebody in another country had the opportunity to vote where they don't have access to polls and to make a decision like this, there would be lines down the street for many countries because it would be such a, uh, you know, think of, uh, I don't know, Cuba. Uh, think of places like that. Maybe we just take it for granted. And I think a lot of people say, ah, things are okay, I don't really need to vote. And then they complain about whatever that complaint is. But I do believe, and this is almost an odd quote on how great this country is, yeah, things are pretty good. Even when things go a little wrong, like gas at six fifty to seven dollars mm-hmm. a gallon for a lot of people, which is horrifying, still it's a pretty good place to live. But we've got to be vigilant on this. We really have to you know, question authority. Was the line when I was a kid always question authority, whether it's your party, Republican or Democrat or not, always question authority. Even if it's your guy, you got to stay on him. And I think we've lost that. Wow, I have a quick thought here. I'm going to go to a sponsor real fast from the Ventura Real Estate Company for always doing good in the community. And my Adopt a Highway program that I do, and I was adopting the highway along the 126 between Kimball and Wells. Very proud of that. If you Santa Paulers out there driving back and forth. But I did it for free. And then six months into it, they offered me $225 to continue to do it. And that incentive was to get more people to adopt parts of the highway to get out and volunteer and be part of the community. I just had an amazing thought that I don't know if I like it or I dislike it, but I need your advice, Spence. It's an amazing thought. Should we pay people an incentive to vote? Has that, have you ever thought of that? Sure. And, okay. and, and the joke is put a coupon on the back. So, hey, after you vote, you got a coupon to go get a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> if we really have to do that in the freest country in the world, if we have to bonus people to vote, we've got an issue. You know, we've really got an issue. So should we do something like that? I don't know. You know, isn't it good enough that you live in America and everybody, everybody gives us heat. Everybody wants to be here. That's what I love about the U.S. Oh, I love it. People in other countries, oh, you guys are this way and that way. Hey, we got room. I'll be there. You know, they would buy a ticket. Delta's ready when you are. They would be here so fast. So I, it's an issue when you have to pay somebody to do something that makes sense. And it is a civic duty. And cleaning up the side of the freeway that we drive on, that's our trash, would feel like it is. And so that's just mm-hmm. one small example that, you know, the government's green opportunity. And I, it's just intense to think about how large of an economy the state of California is, how much global influence Fifth we in have. the world. Fifth in the world. And we have all this power. And you live here. And you don't want to vote. And you want to complain about it. But think about it. If we did get people voting and we had the power behind the fifth largest economy in the world, think of the change that we can create. We can create change here, my friends, if we vote. Oh, man, I just feel – and I, I'm like, I almost feel like I'm like a – almost like what's his uh, – Billy – what's the pastor? What's the guy who – preacher that would go over 
Well, I liked Ernest Angeli. He was he was my my favorite. Ernest Angeli was the the preacher of my youth. So he was my oh you know he hail, come here brother, and he would say he would bring people up and and they couldn't speak. Then he'd hit them in the head and all of a sudden they could speak. Yeah, that's a, a preach to me. Come on. I'm pre- I go, well, that's how Spence Dog feels right now. I feel like I'm preaching with that freedom because the money is here. There's a billion dollars in surplus. We don't know what to do with it. If we built the programs and we voted for people, we could get things done. So get out there and believe in yourself and turn forward. Let's go. And stop throwing trash out your window. Right, Spence. Hey, let's get, gonna wrap this up, but give me five more minutes, maybe three, if you're the listeners here, because we're going to continue some of our tiles. That's the top 100. Spence doesn't know this coming. But I want to ask him three names off the top of his head as we continue to compile the top most coolest people in Ventura County. This list is, it was influential at first and it was something else, but I've now changed it to coolest. And coolest can be Mm. money. It can be, we know Christian Burke's going to be on the list as our Mako surfer with the Stoke. So we, I want to give me three cool people and I've got three right here. Wow. I'm ready if you're ready. Uh, you go first. Okay, number one is Liz Campos. Liz Campos is an amazing lady who lives on the west side. She's an advocate. She's organizing. Liz, I'm a huge fan. Keep up your coolness. Number two, Paul Jenkins. Paul Jenkins, executive director, Surfrider Foundation. Really working hard, a lot of different projects but especially the rephasing of the surfer's point parking and coastline restoration. This restoration project has been actually been winning worldwide stuff and there's still so much to do. Paul, I'm actually, I just made the agenda with vice chair Don Wood for the parks and rec commission meeting. I'm I'm the the commission and we're going to, we're going to invite Paul in this month to talk about it. So that's two. I'm going to save my last one. Go ahead, Spence. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, somebody who was in our studios in the morning uh, just a short time ago, Maya Zumaya. She does the the NAMI, and she does all of these uh, Lions activities. She will be the 100th president of the Lions. And now, is that after... Patrick Pothier? Pat's got one. Let's, okay. let's make it. And Pat 99. Is- inter- and there's another cool cat. I can get to him next time because Patrick's all right, too. Uh, but um, Maya is just one of those people, and she brings us breakfast <laughs> on top of everything else with a smile on her face. And she's just an immediate happy when you see her. And uh, pair that up with good work for, you know, uh, you know dealing with mental illness uh, and doing these uh, fundraisers and awareness uh, runs and walks. Uh, she's something else. That's awesome. And my second one is the eye clinic for the Lions is my favorite thing that the Lions do. And the Lions do a bunch of great things. Chris Brashears is one of the guys, if not the guy, that really got this rolling every Tuesday, 8 to 11 o'clock at 155 South Oak Street, the Salvation Army headquarters. For three hours, they get a doctor who works for free. It's, it's you know, he's retired and he, an eye doctor. They will give you a full eye exam and give you glasses on the way out, and they just do it again and again. And another heads up to Chris Brashears, stick boy, who works with the 186 The Union, on a Sunday called me and he said, hey, we had an overrun on giveaways. They, they were giving... Um, boxes to their uh, workers and they had like turkeys and canned food and all this stuff he said we've got like 30 boxes what can you do with them and i said it's sunday i called chris he had two trucks over there they picked it up and they got it to the salvation army on a sunday bam just like that good man 
Collaboration Ventura forward. Let's go. And my final one, I don't know if he's still here, but I had to do one that was uh, a little more on the, um, and I know all these, but when you said cool, I'm going to throw a name out here and tell me if he's still in the community. Do you know Chipper Bro? Chipper Bro. Patagonia. He was a world-class Frisbee thrower who worked at uh, Patagonia for years. And he was, I met him, how long ago? At the Holiday Inn, which is now the Crown Plaza. We were upstairs all the way up. And we were talking, got it on, really hit it off immediately. And we we're talking about all this stuff. And I told him about Frisbee. This was so long ago, there were still ashtrays. <laughs> That's how long ago this was. And he took an ashtray and he rolled it around like you do with a Frisbee. I know this is not, well, it's a visual over there. And I looked at him and I go, who are you? And he, it turns out he was this Frisbee champ. And uh, he's, he's just a, he's a great guy. And he's just one of those spirits that, that's really, really fun. And, uh, and I love a Frisbee. I don't like discs. So all of you who say disc golf, I'm old school. I will say Frisbee forever, mister. Ooh. So Chipper Bro, are you still around? I want to find this Chipper great Bro. Great guy. I've oh, heard, he's a great guy. I've heard that name, too. Have Frisbee, will travel. Boom, 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 boom. My, my shocker here is giving my surf rodeo a shout out, my boy, Sean Echeverria. Sean Echeverria, you got to follow him on Instagram stories if he allows you to. My dude just laughs. He's the bassist player for Ray Fresco. Ooh. Loves the barbecue. Mm -hmm. Loves his motorcycle. Loves his family. And it's just like one of those friends you just know. And then when you see him in public, he's, the, he's, he's how do you say, you walk in and you see the, the show, right? And you want it. Some guys want to be the show. Yeah. You know, it's cool. You know, some have the ability. He wants to. And for you're going to see him at Surf Rodeo, Spence. He's the big guy that has the nice, huge stomach. Yeah. And he's just tattooed this massive bird eagle. <laughs> he goes out, they call him Big Bob. And he kind of acts almost like a little, little belligerent, but it's like, you know, pretending to be belligerent. Mm -hmm. WWF wrestler. I cannot wait for the performance this year. And it's not like on stage, it's just you just walk around and be yourself. And he's running the videos too. So, Sean, it's been fun bonding with you the last few years on Instagram and stuff. And that's the cool thing about Instagram. We haven't seen each other that much in person because you're your buddies, families first. You know how this goes. That's that lead in. Follow us on social media, the top 10. And we might go for a brew tonight as we search for the breast brew by the sea. And we're going to give Seaward Brew a shout out. And this C minus brew, Spence, C S E A minus. It's the light beer. Maybe the new light beer of Ventura. You want to check it out? Yeah, I like it better than the zero that they're putting on all the soda cans. A minus. Okay, well, we'll check that because I do love a cool frosty, and I like a, a good local brew, too, on top of it. And we have many breweries uh, throughout uh, from the Tarantula Brewery out in T.O., uh, going all the way out to Topa Topa and all these folks. There's so many different selections up to Ojai. Uh, definitely, it's another way to buy local and enjoy a good beer with uh, a local brew. Yeah, and you got to find that one kind of that's down there you can be yourself. And Seaward Brew is in the industrial area over off of Market. Good deal. So you can find it out over there and support the locals, and they're expanding. We had a great brew in Santa Paula, another uh, place at, at that um, cider house. Anna Cider. Yeah, we're, that was we're, good. we're giving names everywhere. All over the place. We just want to support everybody in every city. And we got Fire Engine, Firehouse Brew coming to Fillmore. It's gonna, we're going to have our own brewery there. I live in Fillmore. And it's just good time. So support your local business people, and I can't wait to get out to Seaward. All right. Thanks, Spence. And let's wrap this podcast up today with a, maybe a, a little bit of thought of, you know, 
the two of us are here talking about ourselves. You win some, you lose some, and then you have to bruise some. And so shout out to all of the people who work so hard in these elections, in these races, the volunteers, the door knocking. It's the American process. And think of those people, what they feel about after they've knocked on, you know, a thousand doors, then they see 26 percent of the people show up. Uh, it, it shows their good work, their hard work. Uh, congratulations to all the candidates, everybody who ran, including all those people for governor. That was ridiculous. And there's like 30 names on that ballot. But I'm glad that I got out there. It's uh, something we should do. It's part of the process. Don't complain. Get out there and make a difference. You will, and those other races we'll talk about too as this show continues, whether it's up with uh, De La Pena and Gorel or Bennett and Brocado or Parvin and uh, the, the gentleman's name up uh, in Simi Valley as well. We're well aware of those in Ventura, and we want to give our volunteers and our shout-outs because as those things move forward, keep people infor- involved, and Ventura 4 is also going to be here for you. So thanks a lot for a great show, and we look forward to seeing you soon. And we're going to leave with Ray Fresco. Okay, let's go. Yeah.